0: I've been thinking all this week uh, about what I'm going to call the impact of resurrection. And really, it's the impact of the whole week. It's this amazing thing that happens in this week that we call holy. Uh, 33 AD, uh, 2,000 years ago, uh, this amazing set of events occurred And we talked about this um, last weekend, about how one-third of the Gospels, think about that, four Gospels and one-third of those Gospels is dedicated to the week between what we call Palm Sunday and, and we call it Easter, but it's Resurrection Day, Resurrection Sunday. And we find ourselves every year thinking about the thoughts and the experiences of those people who were witnesses Good Friday, just an amazing thing that they didn't understand. And and then even, uh, I kind of love uh, resurrection morning, Easter morning, because they don't get it at first. There's a lot of confusion and then it gets more and more clear. We often focus on some favorite passages. I would have to say my favorite is John uh, 20. Uh, Pastor Ann just did our scripture reading with the children. Uh, she did a harmony of uh, the Gospels, the four different Gospels, the things that are recorded there. Um, but we, we read in the Gospels about how the women who had been at the cross uh, until Jesus died uh, very early in the morning, they wanted to come and, and uh, add to the preparations of his body and leave some spices and things like that there. So they got up and, you know, if you were to walk up to me and say, uh, Pastor Jeff, very early in the morning on the first day of the week, I'm just going. <laughs> I mean, I identify those words because I've said them so many times. These are some of my very favorite passages of scripture. If, if you ever said, Pastor Jeff, preach, I, I could preach that on a moment's notice. You, you're not even laughing, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. And uh, it's amazing because I love the questions that are asked. Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Uh, What are you looking for in this place? Because all of those are questions uh, that we ask. It was still dark. And Mary Magdalene with uh, her friends came to the tomb and they saw that the stone had had been removed. There was this earthquake that happened. And so she uh, went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple. Other disciple is John because it's John's gospel. And uh, tells him the Lord has uh, uh, has been taken out of the tomb We don't know where they've put him. So we read that John and Peter, they come running to the tomb. And I I love it. I I think I even heard some of you laugh when Pastor Ann was was sharing uh, the story because John says, "Now, I got there first. (laughs) The old guy, he was way behind me. (laughs) Uh, But he did. He got there first. And then he honored. He said, well, Peter's kind of the guy that's sort of in charge of things. He's He's older than me, so he waited and did not go on into the tomb, and, uh, but, but he looked and stood outside. So they come running, and, and they, they see these strips of cloth that are lying there, and there's no body. John's gospel says um, some more things that are really, really important, and, and that's what I want us to think about. John's gospel says that Jesus did many other things as well. Uh, John's gospel says that Jesus talked with and engaged with and healed so many people uh, that we don't even know by name. We don't know their stories, their specific stories. Uh, if every one of them were written down, I suppose he says that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Now, that's, that's a kind of preacher exaggeration, but <laughs> that's a big statement. Jesus did so much more. Jesus touched So many more lives. Aren't you glad to hear that? He didn't say, Well, we're just going to heal a few. We're going to do 10 lepers here and a couple other blind people there. No, 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 no. In fact, in many places it says that he healed everyone. And really, thousands came around him. And so there are these encounters, many appearances. And even after resurrection, we know that there were many appearances. He appeared to the women. And then, uh, and to the 11 of the 12 that were remaining, and then two on the road to Emmaus. These are some of our favorite stories, uh, favorite scriptures. James, his half-brother, who had tried to get him put away, he goes and he appears to him. I think he's convinced now. He becomes the leader of the church in Jerusalem. And then the, the Bible says that he appeared to more than 500. You know, you're going to get to heaven, and you're going you're to meet somebody, and they're going to say, I saw him. I saw him, well, I don't know your name. You're not in the scripture, but I saw him because he appeared to so many of us in those early, early days. We don't know their stories. We don't know their names. But this was a week of real events impacting real people. And that's what I wanted us to think about. I love the favorites. I love the favorites that we that we read year after year. But there's some others that we have mentioned that we don't give much attention to. If we were just to be reading quickly, uh, they would go by. One is this fella. all we know of him is he's called the centurion. He had a name, but we don't have it written in the gospels. Probably there wasn't a lot of interaction between these Jewish disciples and uh, those who began writing the scriptures and, and the Romans uh, of that day. We only have a few words from him, but it's, it's so profound. Three Gospels report the impact of the cross uh, on the centurion who was overseeing the crucifixion. And his words were simple. Surely this was the Son of God. Why don't we say that out loud together? Surely this was the Son of God. Because we look 2,000 years later and that's the conclusion we need to come to. Surely this was the Son of God. It's a statement of faith. Another fellow that we don't want to miss, but we could because we don't know a lot of this story, but we do know he was there, is this guy that his name is Simon of Cyrene. His last name is not of Cyrene, but that, that's where he was from. And Simon of Cyrene, um, where, where was he coming from? Cyrene is um, a place situated in modern day Libya. So he, he was coming, he was walking from the northern coast of Africa. And most scholars conclude uh, that Simon was almost certainly of dark African color, that that was almost certainly. Now, everybody in the Middle East was Sephardic. They they were darker in color, but he was from Africa. He was an African. And Simon was traveling into the city uh, with his sons, Alexander and Rufus. These are names we know. Why would we know their names? And most scholars conclude it has to be because they were known in the early church. You remember? You've met Alexander. you probably heard him. He gave testimony in your church. And Rufus, you know, he, he's given testimony. And Simon probably as well. They, they both, they came along and they gave testimony of the things that they experienced. So we know their names. The Apostle Paul, he sent greetings to Rufus uh, in his letter to the Romans And he mentions this, I also knew uh, his mother. So we know there was a mother. Well, there has to be a mother. Um, But the mother, much later, uh, was known in the Roman church. And Rufus was known in the Roman church, much later. What we know most specifically from our gospel accounts is that Simon was forced to carry the cross of Jesus part of the way. The Romans, if they needed something done, they conscripted. That meant... They said, you do this. And if you didn't do it, you could get a spear. And they would go on to the next person. So you were volunteered involuntarily. That's the way it worked. It was called the Pax Romana. It was called the Peace of Rome. And so this is the way things work. This is the way they got things done. We know that he carried the cross part of the way. We also know that this would have made Simon ritually unclean. He came to give sacrifices and now he would not be able to even go into the temple, approach the temple and buy a lamb and participate in the the sacrifices. We know that he was forced to follow behind Jesus. That's in one of the gospels. We don't know anything else about his thoughts or his words. But I'll bet you if I asked a thousand preachers, they've got a sermon about this guy. Because we think about him. What would it have done to you if you carried the cross of Jesus? How would it have impacted you if at the end of the day you looked and you had the blood of Jesus on your shoulder from that cross? Uh, It it just is overwhelming and overpowering those kinds of thoughts. We know a lot about centurions and we know a lot about Jewish pilgrims and so we have to kind of figure that out. But travel from far away to celebrate the Passover, we know that they would sing the Psalms of Ascent, they're called. Psalms 120 through 134. And they would sing them as they were going along. All of them as they went up. They were Psalms of Ascent as they went up to Jerusalem. And they were anticipating the Passover lamb for sacrifice and, and then sharing a meal of remembrance there. So this would have been the focus for Simon. What we're gonna do on on this Resurrection Sunday is something very different. Uh, I want to show you a short film, it's not long, but it's a film uh, called Take Up Your Cross. Uh, It was written and directed by our daughter, Tiffany, who many of you know, she grew up in our church. But she uh, and uh, about a hundred volunteers filmed this short film uh, on the studios uh, that are part of The Chosen production. Uh, And so uh, it's a really a marvelous look at these events. And so I want to share this with you uh, and, and have this be part of what impacts us. It is about, it's bringing together Good Friday and Resurrection Day. You can't pull them apart. They go together. So let's watch this. far far city and my feet are hurting. You don't sing with your feet? Exactly! We do this every year. We sing the songs, prepare the sacrifices, go to your grandma's for dinner. My grandmother say their supper was last night, so. <laughs> well, we weren't planning on walking, were we? We were supposed to be there yesterday. I know I'm doing everything I can. Except singing, never singing. Have I not already sung every song of Ascent? It is finished in three days, all of this will be finished. Your father follows the traditions of our people perfectly. When we met, you loved Passover and singing. I am counting on you, Lord, on you alone. I place my hope with thee, Lord. I give my all. Keep walking. See right here. Right here. I apologize. We mean me no harm. Get moving! This crush can have your name on it! See with me, see with me. <laughs> crucify him! 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 I am innocent of this man's blood. It is now on you! <laughs> Flood. he's lucky, he'll be dead before he makes it to the cross. Sir. Do you believe he's innocent? If this man lives, we'll have a riot. Simon! 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 He is innocent! The temple is this way! Stay close! He is the Lamb of God! Abba! We got to buy a lamb for the sacrifice! How can you do this? After we are through this crowd, I will find a lamb! No. He's the Messiah! He's the Messiah! He's the Look at him! Look at that scram, man, you call he king. a fuck. He won't die! What is he doing? Taking his time? Let's keep the crowds back! What kind of king bleeds in the streets? So frail! You! No, this this would make me unclean, and I wouldn't be able to give my sacrifice. Take up your cross and follow him. He was the son of God. Don't touch him! Are you hitting me? I heard him. He forgave me. you Of all people, you brought him here! Because of you, I was not able to make sacrifices for my family! The one thing we came to do! This is bigger than that! Nothing is bigger than sacrifices! He is! You know it. Father, forgive them. He is the Son of God. Why is he gone? I'm sorry I made you carry the cross. All of my life, I have followed the law. Right here is when I followed the living God. I'd give anything to do it again, but I can't because he's. Wait, man, yes, Simon, Jesus is asking for you. He knocked at our door. He came to find me? All of us! He knows my name! He said that you would know where to meet him. Come come <laughs> Isn't it? follow me Without without the cross, this day doesn't exist. I mean it's a day. And without the resurrection, the cross is just a tragedy. It's just another tragedy among many. But these two together are life. When we think about uh this week and this day, I I'm drawn to the fact that there are really two crosses uh, for Christians to confront. There's the cross of Jesus, and then there's your cross. On that day, they're the same. He carried your cross. Say amen. Because that's what it's it's about. But then later on, uh, we learn a little bit more. Uh, Jesus also said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. So we have a cross. It's the daily cross. Uh, And what is that? It's whatever Jesus has called us to do. It it need not be a burden, but we respond to the grace offered to us by willingly taking up the cross uh, that he puts before us. Uh, denying ourself, uh, giving up our own way in order to follow him. The impact of Resurrection Sunday, uh, it calls us to receive the offer of new life and to follow him. It's not just, oh great, I got new life. It's receiving new life and then following him. And I love the, the story, the, the thoughts about the story, the, these characters, because we learn it's not about a pilgrimage, it's not about sacrifices, it's not about going through the motions. Uh, I've seen it now about five times, and uh, I have to laugh as they're making the journey initially down that road. Reminds me of driving to church so many Sundays. Sorry. Some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Kids in the back seat. <laughs> um, But it's not about just going and and being there on the special days and the religious holidays. It's about realizing Jesus carried your cross for you. And now we deny ourselves. So there's the invitation. And really, it's so simple. It's the one that Jesus began with at the beginning. As he called disciples, he said, follow me. And at the very end of uh, his ministry, uh, he said the same thing, follow me. And so... That's what we want to hear. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you uh, that you carried my cross. I thank you that you, you carried a cross uh, that is for each and every one of us, for the forgiveness of sin, for the covering of our sin and our sinful nature, for the healing of everything that we need. We thank you for that, God. Thank you for that, Jesus. And we wanna respond to, to that invitation to follow you. Show us, God, in our hearts, the things that we need to set aside, the things that we need to deny in our own path and desire, the things that we need to move away from so that we can follow you. Do your work in our hearts and in our lives on this resurrection day in Jesus' name. Amen.